glorifying you, celebrating the gift of your son, Jesus, who is sent to rescue and save the world from darkness. Jesus, we offer you praise. We know that you are with us tonight. Emmanuel, God with us, would you be revered tonight as we celebrate you? In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Daniel 2, 20 through 2022. Blessed by the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes, he changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows that... What, he knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. Daniel 2.22. I invite you to stand with us again.
Hello. Oh, there was an on button. Okay. We're the Galindos. I'm Juan. This is my wife, Stephanie. This is Antonio. Say hi. Say hi. Hi. Okay. And and this is our daughter, Emilia. Oh, oh. Okay. A reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Glory to God in the highest. Our Lord has come. Glory to God. He set the captives free. Glory to God. Jesus brings peace and love and joy. Glory to, uh, glory to God. We bow our hearts in adoration. Glory to God in the highest. Please join me in a word of prayer. In adoration of our King and Savior Jesus, we bow our hearts. Thank you, God, for not leaving this world to darkness, for sending your eternal Son as the light of the world. You reveal to us your glory. You offer us hope and new life and joy. Soften our hearts to the beautiful and continual work of your hands. Help us to trust you more fully, to serve you more joyfully, and to find all satisfaction in you. All glory to you, God, in the highest heaven. Amen.
Amen. Thank you guys. Merry Christmas. What a joy it is to be with you guys here tonight. Thank you so much for coming, especially if this is your, your first time here with us or your first time watching online. And it is such a joy to have you here with us to celebrate Christmas together. My name is James. I'm one of the pastors here. And uh, oh, what a gift it is that we get to rejoice with the angels. And as the last song said, sing with the angels as we welcome and celebrate the birth of Christ our King. Ah, tonight we get to celebrate the birth of Christ. That Jesus became, the God became man in the person of Jesus, that he dwelled among us, he gave his life for us so that we can experience life in him. How amazing is that? And for those that accept salvation and this gift of life of Jesus Christ, that we get to sing with the angels. Right? We get to join with them and bring glory to God and, and sing with all the saints of history as we experience his life and explore God's creation throughout all of eternity and experience life in him. You know, my father just passed away a, a couple months ago. And it's been hard. It's our first Christmas without him. But I was thinking the other day and meditating upon this fact, singing with the angels, that right now my dad is singing with the angels, right? And, and many of you that have lost loved ones this year, and this may be your first Christmas without a loved one. And right now, he's experiencing Jesus in all of his fullness. And he's not looking down upon us. Maybe they just look. No, he's enjoying the incredible reality that he is with in the full presence of God right now. And how amazing is that? And one day we will experience that in his fullness. But we get to experience it in such a beautiful part here and now as Christ has called us to experience life in him here. If you're here with us tonight and you're still not so sure about this God person, you came because it's what you do on Christmas and it's the one day of year you give into the guilt of your mom and, and the shaming of maybe relatives and you're here out of, kind of just out of duty. I, I get that if you're here, baby, because you've just been at some curiosity that's in your heart of this Jesus person and it felt if you're going to pick one day, I mean, this is a, not a bad day to choose. I want to ask you just, just for one moment while you're here this next few minutes, to open yourself up just to the possibility as you're here that Jesus is who he claims to be. That Jesus' love for you is really as great as he says it is. That he can meet you at this very moment here tonight and he can change your life forever. Amen. Let's pray as we start. Jesus, tonight we celebrate your birth. We celebrate together Jesus' mass or Christ's mass the time to celebrate that you gave your life for us, not just once, but twice. Once when you created us and you breathed your breath of life into us that we could experience life with you. And then we threw it away. And then again, Lord, as you gave your life for us on the cross and paid the penalty for our sins so that we could experience life eternally with you, Jesus. You gave your life for us on the cross. You took away our shame. You took away our pain. You took away our sin. And you gave your life for us that we could experience life and eternity with you. So we celebrate you today, Jesus. Jesus, may we experience new life in you tonight as we celebrate you. Amen. Amen. Oh, God is so good. And tonight, we, we, again, we get to celebrate with him. And in fact, one of the ways we're going to celebrate tonight is we're going to have uh, some baptisms later. We're going to have at least one this service, at least one uh, service after that, uh, of people publicly confessing that they will be following Jesus and giving their lives to Christ. And what a beautiful, beautiful thing that is for us to be able to do. That people want to make Jesus Lord of their lives and confess that Jesus, you are the source of life. In John 10, 10, one of my favorite passages anywhere in scripture, Jesus says, the reason that I have come isn't for trees and presents, but the reason I have come is that you may have life and that you may have it in abundance. That's why Christ has come. 
And so we'll be sharing that in a, in a little bit with uh, a baptism, at least one now and one later. And I, I say at least because actually our hope is that we'll have more than that. We're going to create an opportunity and just let you know right now so you can let the stirrings begin. If there's anyone that hasn't been baptized before that, that is claiming to follow Christ or anyone that, that tonight decides that, Lord, this is the time I want to give my life to you. We got an empty baptismal sitting over and we hope to fill it uh, with some people maybe later tonight that might want to take the chance to, to jump in tonight. And, and uh, I, I know maybe thinking, hey, how can I do that at the last minute? I didn't prepare. I don't have clothes. It's awesome. We got all the bases covered. Just so you know, we got a room in the back with a heater and a, and a hair dryer. We got lots of extra, a very anointed baptismal clothes, meaning basketball shorts and lots of baggy dark t-shirts and anything else you need back there including we even thought of everything we even got like a professional hairdresser to the stars to remake your hair just the way it better even when it came in uh we have all those things except maybe one um and you could probably guess which one isn't there um but uh we're ready for if, if the lord leads and wants to put i just tell you now so you can begin that wrestle but um and if you're in junior high or high school please we want to have first of a conversation with your parents before you make a decision like that with us tonight but tonight our message is simply titled follow so I want to talk about what does it mean to, to follow Jesus? Because that's what we were created for. We were created to follow him, to be with him. And, and for those that don't know him or don't know what that means, or even those that have called themselves Christians, to follow Christ, the, the, an example that's used in Scripture is that of apprenticing to Christ. And, and to be an apprentice, if you think of someone's like a master woods worker, or someone that, that works with wood or a master plumber, they have apprentices who come alongside them and learn from everything that they do. Right? They sit with them, they're near to them, they watch what they do, and they follow them so they can do exactly what that person did before them. And that's what happened with the early rabbis of the Jewish faith and the traditions is the rabbis would have apprentices that would follow after them. Everywhere they went, they would learn from everything they did, from how they dressed, to how they talked, to how they prayed, to every aspect of their life. And one of the ideas that's is explained in the Mishnah, kind of the Jewish holy writings they bought before, where it says that they would be covered in the dust of their rabbi or their teacher before them. I mean, they were so close to their rabbis, those they were apprenticing under, that they would be so close that the dust as they walked would kick up on them, and a good apprentice was covered in the dust of their rabbi, meaning that that's how close they were. They, they watched every step. They stepped where they stepped. They did what they did. And that is what Christ calls us to, is to apprentice with him. To not just believe that Jesus existed, even the demons believe that, but to accept the gift of salvation, to receive forgiveness of our sin, and then begin to conform our life increasingly to his. To be covered in the dust of Jesus' feet, to say it. To follow him so closely that we live as he lived and we love as he loved. You know, some of you tonight may consider, may consider yourself an atheist or watching online or an agnostic. You know, likely many of you grew up uh, kind of in that boat growing up. Maybe you, you attended church at some point. Maybe at one point you even followed Jesus, but or, or you know someone that did, but something's happened and, and you've chosen that that's not for you. And it's, it's likely it's because of maybe what you saw in other Christians that, that weren't actually claim, they were claiming to follow Jesus, weren't actually doing it. I mean, I, I completely understand why people are atheists today. It makes total sense to me. I and mean, if you look at much of what cla classifies or what people call themselves in Christians and you see a life that demonstrates nothing of who Jesus is, or you see nothing in those who claim Christianity of, of worth following in any way, you see people that just simply hold a different belief system. And if that's your experience of Jesus, I mean, I wouldn't want to believe in that Jesus either. For so many people, Jesus is, is just another name for God, right? He's just another path to reach the top of a mountaintop where, where God exists. And 
And there's just so many different paths, whether you, whether you want to follow Jesus or Buddha or the flying spaghetti monster, that's really a thing, um, or Scientology or Mormonism or, or something else. I mean, they can say, hey, there's all these different paths to reach it, and, and you could pick Jesus and I'll pick transcendentalism or I'll pick spirituality, whatever it is. We're all just reaching the same goal. And as we celebrate Christmas today, the thing that's so amazing as we celebrate Jesus is Jesus doesn't just sit atop of some mountaintop waiting for us to try and climb like many others would claim. But instead, at Christmas, what we celebrate is the God of the universe came down the mountain, right? And he came and he came to be with us. Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, he came to dwell with us and he gave his life for us. He paid the penalty for our sins so we could be with him for now and for all of eternity. And he doesn't just expect us to climb back up, but he comes down to us. And it's not that there's many different paths to the the top of the mountain. He is Emmanuel. God reached out to us. He is the only path. And he is our source of life. And he invites us tonight and every night and every day to follow him. And if it's you tonight and maybe you don't know him so well, I want to let you know he speaks in many different ways. And he's speaking tonight. You know, he invited his disciples 2,000 years ago and he walked up to them and said, follow me, whether it be a couple of guys named Peter and Andrew who were out on their boat and he, he met the fishermen on their boat and says, follow me. And they listened to him and followed him. Or there's a tax collector named Matthew sitting at a tax booth, literally stealing money from his own people. And Jesus walked up to him and said, follow me as he's at the tax booth. And Matthew got up and followed him. And so he called people to follow them. And he was actually calling people way, way before that, right? At, even at his birth. Rarely is the story of Christmas ever told without the story of, of three men that are often described as, 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 as wise men in Scripture who came following after Jesus. And we talk about this. The reality is that in the ancient text, it doesn't actually use the word wise men. It doesn't even say there's three of them. Those are things that we add to it. The, the word in the ancient text used to describe these, three, these people is the word magi. What word do you think we get from magi? What does it sound like? Magic magicians. They weren't what we think of of as wise guys today, but they were magicians. They were astrologers is what we would call them today. And not magicians, you know, like David Blaine or or Penn and Teller doing magic tricks, but they were what was known at that time as the wise men at the time, just like if we know the story of Daniel who was thrown into the lion's den many, many years ago with his buddy Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were trained as wise men in Babylon. They were trained specifically, their job was to look into the stars and to divine the future by looking at the stars and learning from the gods at that time. They were pagans. And like Daniel and his friends who were from Babylon, Babylon is, was old Persia. And so these men were, were astrologers and magicians from Persia. Pagans did not follow God, did not follow Jesus. They were simply following it because what sign does God give astrologers whose job is to look at the heavenlies? No shocker. He puts a star in the sky for them to follow. He speaks to them in their language in ways they understand. And without even a clue what they were following, they follow the star and they follow Jesus who meets them that very night. Oh, and I thought I took a little while to get there. Sorry for the blush, your bubble. They weren't there on the, actually the night of Jesus' birth. Um, but Jesus came to earth so we could follow him. So we could restore relationship back to him. And he speaks to each of us in, in, in different ways whether it be speaking to a tax collector at a tax booth, to a fisherman, through collecting fish, through astrologers, through the stars, or all of my, I have many friends who are former Muslims. My wife and I, we just came back to the States after living 25 years overseas as missionaries. And many of my friends who used to be Muslims, almost all of them accepted Christ because God spoke to them in dreams and visions. 
He speaks to us in different ways. And, and Jesus will speak to you tonight, wherever you're at. And he's speaking to us right now. And I, I don't know how he's doing that to you. I mean, prodding us to leave the old ways of life behind and experience life in him tonight. And it, it may not be through a star in the sky tonight, though that's a pretty good substitute right there if you want to let the Lord speak to you through it. It may not be through a vision. It may be through a quickening of the heart. It may be through a lump in your, your, your throat that won't go away, of a, of a pulse that's quickening, even as we share. Or maybe it's through the worship, or maybe the Holy Spirit would speak to you tonight, even through these very words that I speak right now. But I'm telling you, He's speaking to your heart right now, and He's calling you, follow me. The same words He spoke to the disciples 2,000 years ago. He's calling us to follow Him, and not just to believe that He exists, but to say, Jesus, I want to make you Lord of my life. I want to Turn my life over to you. Great question, Siri. That's kind of what the point of the message is tonight. I timed that perfectly. I, maybe that's what you said. I don't fully understand it. Don't know what you mean by that. And that's awesome. But I know, Jesus, that you created me for something more than myself. And you might want to say to Jesus tonight, I want to follow you. And, and tonight, as an example of this, again, we're going to have a, a baptism here in just a second. As someone who wants to publicly confess to the world. You know that my life has turned and I want to give my life over to Christ. Sky is about to be baptized right now and I'm going to invite Steve up. Sky came to me just a couple weeks ago and said, I've given my life to Christ and I want to confess it publicly. Could I be baptized? I'm like, Absolutely. She's like, can I do it on Christmas Eve? I'm like, why not? Let's change the service. That's what we're going to do. And so tonight we're making space. We can glorify Jesus by seeing people give their lives to Christ tonight. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, James. Hey, a blessed Christmas to you and your family. And uh, I want to just back up what James said. The Bible tells us that this son that we're worshiping came to seek and save that which is lost. And a lot of times we sit behind the scenes and, or we sit in front and we don't see what's really happening. But the Lord is doing a lot of things Amen. behind the scenes. And I want to uh, invite Sky and Evan up right now. And uh, they're going to share a story of what the Lord has done in their life. So would you give them a hand? Come on up. Just to give you the context, they uh, started dating, and then somebody said, you need to go see Steve and do pre-marriage counseling. They went, oh, and uh, we did that. Yeah, a lot of you are nodding. And, uh, and as we've walked through that, <clears throat> some amazing things have happened. So I'll let Sky take it from there. Hi there, everyone. Um, I'm Skylie Paulette Van Cleek Claggett. Many of you know me as Evan's fiance. We've been recently engaged. <laughs> I decided I wanted to get baptized today because the things that have happened in my life have all brought me to this pivotal moment. As a child, I was doing God's work without even knowing it most of my life, I just thought it was the universe. The universe would tell me, hey, see that person over there? Go talk to them. See that person over there? Welcome them into your family. Take them home with you tonight. I had absolutely no idea. And to say that my life has been difficult for the last six years would be an understatement. I've been through a lot of different things. I've lost my grandfather. I almost lost my mother to her back surgery. <laughs> Sorry. I've been homeless, I had a miscarriage, I've dealt with depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation, an abusive relationship. I was 
so broken. And in the last two years, I found out my dad had cancer. And unfortunately, the fortunate part is we made it through radiation, but this last year he passed suddenly in his sleep. And for me, that was devastating. It felt like all the safety had been ripped from my life. And in my sorrow and my tears, something in me said, pray to God, and I did. And he answered, he rolled out the red carpet, the fanfare, and I said, God, I don't know how to pray. I haven't read the Bible. I've loved you my entire life, but I need a teacher. And he brought me to heaven. He brought me here. And his family has welcomed me in as their own. And I am so very thankful. I would never ask the Lord to prove what he's done for me. I definitely didn't need him to. But he has shown me that no matter what, I'm nestled in his hands and he will provide. And for that, I'm very thankful. And today I'm going to commit myself to him. I'd like to say, oh, good, it's on. A couple things as well. Uh, I didn't write any of this down. I really probably should have. I've known that I was going to do this for about a week, but um, I am very much the opposite in my upbringing. I grew up in a church um, back when I lived in Colorado, and then I've been coming here since I was 11 years old. So I was always around it. I uh, got baptized when I was nine years old by my dad, and uh, it wasn't really as big of a thing to me as it should have been. It was very much, we had a uh, youth pastor here named Brooks August that used to say, is it your faith or your parents' faith? And at that point, it was very much my parents' faith. So five years later, I decided to do it again, really make sure that we got all the sin bubbles out. And uh, <laughs> Rob Henry baptized me, and I committed my entire life in high school to uh, following God. Well, after high school comes adulthood, and um, I was not prepared for it through nobody's fault other than my own, and I walked away, uh, ran really as far as I could, and um, if you could do something to numb the hurt of the world, if you can name it, I probably did it, so none of those things worked, nothing helped, and uh, eventually God brought Sky into my life, and I remember falling so, so deeply in love with her and realizing, coming to a point in my own brokenness where I was like, I literally cannot continue to function this way as a human being and love this person and lead this person and be who I'm supposed to be. And so I went 12 rounds with God, and he's a really good boxer. <laughs> so I, I guess I just wanted to share my story to say, like, the story of the prodigal son is so true. Just because you've been here and you've left doesn't really, that doesn't mean anything. God opened me back with open arms, and so did Northview. So. I think the biggest takeaway I want everyone to know from this story is that no matter where you are, where you've been, no matter how broken you might feel, God sees the value in you, and he will make you whole. I think that'll work, huh? Gamber family, we're going to have you come up. We're going to head over to the baptismal. So come and join us now.
All right, Sky. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I do. Do you promise to follow him all the days of your life? I do. All right, with that faith, then I now baptize you. And we've got to do it without the mic. So let's use Steve Mitchell's hold of the bait boy. I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Father in heaven, thank you so much for this moment. Uh, This is a lot like a wedding, Lord. We get the wedding part down, that's an act of surrender, followed by a lifetime called marriage, which is a process of surrender. Lord, this will be a growth point for her and Evan, and we pray that you'd anchor it well and that they would endure the storms of life in faith in you. And we ask this in your name. Merry Christmas, Lord. Amen. 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 What a gift to celebrate on Christmas. Ah, oh, Jesus came that we would have life and have it in abundance. Thank you, Jesus. Now, what incredible testimonies to be able to share. And I only wish we could have like the before sky and the after sky up here from just a few months ago. I mean, just the, the place that both come out of, of just darkness and brokenness and struggling and be able to see the difference in the life. It, it, almost like Jesus came to bring life. Almost like he's real and he restores and he redeems. And again, I just so wish you, for those that don't know Sky from just not too long ago, and to see the difference of Jesus in her life and of, you know, of Evan, of, of someone who's, who's just seeing the Lord turn their life around and you can see it. And it's so beautiful. Witnessing people experience life and what better time than here as we celebrate the birth of Christ. We have one more in next service, at least one, and we'll see how many more other than that. But I want to look again at the, the, this birth story of Jesus, the passage we read this morning that I, or afternoon that I wanted to read again in Luke chapter 2. And, and Luke says it like this. He says in verse 6, And while they were there, the time came for Mary to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be, with, that will, sorry, that will be for all the people. And verse 11, here it is. And for you, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. To you is born this day a Savior who is Christ the Lord. See, following Jesus is not just about believing that He exists. It's not even just believing that He saved us from our sin, but trusting Him as Lord and as King of our lives. Following Jesus is about conforming our lives to be like His, to to experience His life, increasingly living and loving like Him as He increasingly becomes Lord and Savior of our lives. 
You see, Christmas isn't about a time just to have warm fuzzies and, and celebrate with hot cocoa and trains around a tree and frango mints and cheesy Hallmark movies that are perfectly predictable and fruitcake and, and presents and cookies and, and all that other stuff. Though those aren't bad things, well, except for the fruitcakes and the cheesy Christmas Hallmark movies, right? Those are, I don't find any redeeming values in either of those, um, though apparently most of the population does, um, and my wife especially. Uh, <laughs> movies, not the fruitcake part. But in fact, there's many traditions that we celebrate that are beautiful. There's a family we've adopted, especially moving back to America. But those are not why we celebrate Christmas. If we're not careful, that is, each of those things can actually distract us from the reason of why we celebrate. I know especially here in America, there's so much energy is spent trying to try to create that Christmas spirit, to get that coziness and that warmth, and, and we even exhaust ourselves trying to, just for that one day, it's almost like a wedding that you spend like all the energy for that one day rather than the marriage, and sometimes Christmas can be like that, all this energy is expended, we're just exhausting the day of. And it's not a bad thing to want to create Christmas spirit, whatever that means, it, but if we're honest, I mean, for so many people, it often gets to the point where Jesus almost becomes like an inconvenience of trying to fit Jesus into Christmas, right? Which is insane when you think about it, that, that we can try to take so much time to, to, to celebrate kind of Jesus' birthday that can actually feel in this overstimulated consumer economy and situation that Jesus is just actually an inconvenience towards celebrating his birthday. You see, but Jesus didn't come to give us warm fuzzies. He didn't come for Christmas spirit. He came to reconcile us back to God. And he could not have done that. Or he could have actually done it quite a bit easier if he didn't actually come as a human being and live for 30-something years on this earth. He could have done it much easier, but he became human, not only so that he could die for us, but because he wanted to show us what it meant to live. See, Jesus became human to show us what it means to be empowered by his Holy Spirit and live the life that he's called us to live, the life he's created for. Jesus calls us to follow him, and he came as a human being. He, we celebrate Christmas because Jesus wanted to show us what it means to actually become a human so we can follow him. Not, not just so we could sing songs and not just believe that he existed and not just say, you know, Jesus, thanks for dying for my sin. I'll try to pop into a church for a, a, maybe a few times a year, every once in a while, and, and try to make my good deeds outweigh my bad, and, and overall try to be an okay person and hope one day to see you in heaven. But Jesus came that we would actually follow him with our lives, to let him be Lord of our lives, to change the way we live, to actually live and love like him. And, and again, having traditions is great. We, we're trying to celebrate those as a family and figure out what it looks like. We, in our family, we're putting new traditions, you know, going and looking at Christmas lights and, and watching some of those cheesy Christmas movies and, and, and reading the Christmas story together. And our new favorite uh, Christmas tradition that's kind of become the biggest one for us is to see how many social events in a row, row we have to cancel because of children passing germs from one to another, right? We're at, we're at eight weeks right now. Yay, eight weeks of canceling things. Um, thank you, JJ and Hudson and Caleb. Um, what a gift. Um, oh, Jesus, please let in. But uh, increasingly, you know, Christianity has just become cultural in, in many ways. Where we can say, you know, I'm a Christian because I, I believe in Jesus and he existed or I grew up in the church. And, you know, one of the things I love listening to is, is comedians who, uh, many of which have walked with the faith, who grew up as Christians and now they kind of make fun of Christianity. And I love listening to their take on the culture because it, it kind of opens our eyes to kind of this weird counterculture thing that Christianity has become. And anyways, I was recently listening to something by Taylor Tomlinson, a, a comedian, and she had this part of her act where she said, you know, I still believe in God even though she's walked away in many ways. She says, because I've invested so much, so much time in the idea of God that it kind of seems hard to walk away. She says, because if there isn't a God, if Jesus isn't real, she says, then I've told a whole lot of secrets to the wind 
over my life, right? Um, she grew up Christian and, Christian and still has an affinity in some way towards God, but she's walked away from Christianity primarily, and one of the main reasons just being that she doesn't actually see Jesus in Christians, right? It just, it's a belief system that doesn't really seem to impact people's lives. And understandably, when you look at most Christians today who call themselves followers of Jesus, you don't actually see a lot of Jesus. You don't actually see people covered in his dust. But we're here tonight not because we get to have reminiscing about sweet traditions and not to be able to celebrate a a baby in a manger, but because the God of the universe from the beginning of time, before the beginning of time, when he had perfect fellowship among himself, we call it the Trinity, Father, the Son, the Spirit, they existed in perfect fellowship and love and delight for one another. And that God, before creation existed, said, hey, let us make mankind in our image. Let's take the love and the delight that we have with one another and we want to pour that into a creation. And so they created us to pour their love and the fellowship and the delight that they had amongst one another into a creation. And that's us. They made us for the purpose of experiencing their life and their love with them and with one another and so they created us that we could experience that delight even knowing that one day we would take that gift and throw it back in their face they still they did that for us and we are here tonight to celebrate that God came to earth fully human and fully God the creator of the cosmos entered humanity as one of us because of his deep love for us and he stayed human for almost 30 years on this earth even for eternity as he limited himself to the entire human experience so that not just so that he could die on a cross though that's amazing he could pay for our sin But he didn't have to limit himself and and do all that just to pay for our sin. But he did it to show us what it is to be human. To show us what does it mean to follow him. We we don't celebrate Christmas to talk about a baby that's divine in a manger. That didn't cry or did cry depending on whether you sing away in a manger or not. We celebrate Christmas because the God of the universe became one of us. Emmanuel, God with us. He came to earth and lived the life that we could not live so that we could have life in him. To reconcile us back into his family and call us to follow him. Again, not just to believe a bunch of stuff about him, but to actually change our lives to live and to love like him. Christmas is about Jesus becoming one of us and saying, follow me, I will show you what life looks like. And in his life, we experience that. We don't celebrate by Christmas by having a nice, warm, cozy service, but by honoring him with our lives, by our lives being a thank you letter to him, by actually, increasingly, practically, intentionally living and loving like Jesus. So today, let us follow Jesus tonight. If you've been a cultural Christian for either some or most of your life, if Christianity is just something that you do, if it's because maybe your parents did it or, or because you feel too invested like Taylor, the comedian, the comedian felt, and today is the, say to, the, the day to say to Jesus that I don't want to just feel better or believe some stuff, but I want to experience life in you the way that you've described it. I don't want to believe something because my parents did or because I'm too invested to turn away, but I want to experience the life, God, that you created us for. I know I was created for more than just pursuing my own pleasure. And what better way to do that than to do it here on the celebrating the birthday of Christ? And so if you are are, are someone, if you're someone who'd say that you believe that Jesus exists, you may even call yourself a Christian. You may even lead a home group and be involved in church on a regular basis. But the question is, are we following him? Is he Lord of our life? 
Is he, are we covered in his dust? Is our lives increasingly looking like his and how we live and how we love? Are those around us impacted by his life and his love through us? Are we increasingly experiencing his life? Are we increasingly experiencing his empowering presence moving through us to love like he loves? If not, if our faith is primarily a belief system, a set of moral behaviors of right and wrongs, if our faith can be primarily defined of what we're for or against, if it's more about the minimal entry requirements to get into heaven rather than experiencing life with God, I want to encourage you to start talking and praying to God right now. Get real with him this Christmas. May that be your gift to him is just be honest with him right now and ask him right now and say, Jesus, are you cool with this arrangement we have? Honestly, just pray. Are you cool with this arrangement we have? Is it, is it okay that, you know, that I'll believe that you exist and I'll acknowledge you every once in a while and, and, I'll give, and as a result, you'll give me eternity in heaven for the rest of my life? And is that, Jesus, really what you've created before? Is that why you came to earth and gave your life for us and died for me so I can mostly ignore you now and ignore you for eternity? Is, are you okay with that arrangement, Lord? Be honest with him tonight. You know, so many Christians have accepted Jesus as Savior but they rejected him as Lord. At some point, they've made a decision to accept him as as a savior, but they do not follow him. They've not aligned their life to him. But the thing is, scripture knows nothing of this disconnect. In the book of Acts, Jesus is described as Lord 92 times and savior is twice. I've heard it once said, you can't use Jesus as savior and refuse him as Lord. You can't disconnect the two. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says, there'll be many people who believe in me, who even go through the motions of of all these Christian stuff and do all these Christian things. He says, but they don't actually know me or live like me. And he gives this terrifying statement about them. Jesus says, I will say of those people who go to community groups and do all this other stuff and jump through all the hoops, I never knew you. Now that's out of the official JV version, not King James version, but just James's version. Um, But it's pretty close to the original. If you were to stand before God right now and ask him, would it be, and talk to him, would it be clear that he's not Lord of your life right now? So come right now to him and say, Jesus, I confess that, yeah, I believe you exist, but so do the demons. So did every single person that watched you die and raise from the dead 2,000 years ago. They all believed it too. I don't want to just believe in you. I want to follow you. I want you to be Lord of my life. Jesus, I want to apprentice after you, Lord. Maybe you're here tonight and and you don't consider yourself a follower of Christ. Maybe you used to go to church kind of like Evan described. And at one point that was so much of your life and you've fallen away, whether it be because the church is too many hypocrites or maybe because you desire to follow sin and pleasure in your life, whatever the reason may be. Or maybe you've never had a relationship with Jesus and you're here tonight and you don't even know why you're here. You just got pulled along and you'd call yourself an atheist or an agnostic. And again, I get why you've been there. But right now, listen to see if Jesus is speaking to your heart. Just like he did to Matthew, just like he did to the three magi, just like he did to Evan and Skye. Listen right now. It might not be a star in the sky. It might not be a vision right now, but I believe right now he's speaking to hearts right here, right now. And he's speaking to some of you right now and saying, follow me. It's time. I want to encourage you to respond to Jesus tonight. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, and he is here tonight. And he's inviting you to make the greatest decision of your life, to the greatest Christmas gift you could ever imagine, 
to receive the gift of life through Jesus tonight. If your feelings speak to you and you, you hear and you, you hear, you're listening in your heart and, and maybe in those quiet moments where you've experienced despair that haunts you or you experience the reality that, that you, you know that there's something more to this life than what you've experienced. If you don't want to carry the shame or the condemnation anymore, listen to the voice of God, whether it be through that, the quickening of the spirit, the quickening of the heart that Jesus is speaking. Emmanuel is saying, come and follow me tonight. And he's speaking right at this moment. So let's respond to him right now. It's Christmas Eve. That's you in any of those categories. If it's time to say you follow after years or it's time for the first time, pray with me right now. Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus. You are Emmanuel, Jesus. You are God with us. You pray quietly after me to say, Jesus, you are my Savior. And my Lord, today I, I want to put my hope in you, Jesus. Jesus, today I'm asking you to forgive me of my sin. I want to commit my life to you. I want you to be Lord of my life. Help me, Jesus, to reorient my life to yours. Jesus, I, I need your love. I need your life. I can't do this on my own anymore. I give my life to you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time or the 400th time, amen. The angels are rejoicing and my dad is up there and many of yours just rejoicing along with him and singing the praises of God. In a second, I'm going to give it a chance to respond publicly. So you don't have to respond publicly tonight. Well, many people prefer, especially here in the Pacific Northwest, to keep it internally. But there's an opportunity. There's an empty baptismal over here. We have the opportunity. We have clothes. We have towels. We got everything we need. In a couple minutes, I'm going to step over there. And if you want to respond tonight, again, whether this is your first time ever doing it or whether you've been a Christian for 20, 30 years and realize I've never been baptized, but you realize in Scripture, baptism is never something that's delayed. It's never something you just have just the right moment. Every single time in Scripture, when someone accepts Christ, you know what happens with every single baptism? Baptism is immediate. Every single single time. There's never an example in scripture where baptism is delayed by anything. It always happens right at the moment when people choose to believe. And baptism is some weird symbol. It's just something that Christ commanded us to do, to say that publicly before those around us that Jesus, I want to die to my old life. That's why we go under the water. And I want to now come out and say, I am a new creation and born again in you. We come out new in Christ. And that's why we do it, to pu publicly confess that Jesus, my life is yours. And so right now, we're going to have a time of, of worship and really of reverence to God as we're going to go into a time of worship. We're about to play a video that's going to kind of begin that process of worship as the choir comes back on. And I'm just going to step over here to the side. And if that's you tonight, you prayed that prayer tonight. I want to encourage you. Come over. If you don't want to do it now, we can do it next service as well. We can even do it next week. We have more baptisms next week. But we can do it now. But right now, don't delay. All we ever come hang out with me. We'll grab what you need and we'll come to a baptism right after. Amen? All right, Jesus, we just come to you and we say, Jesus... We thank you for your glory, your beauty, and your love, and we commit this time to you. Amen, Lord.
serve a beautiful God. Amen? All right, we're going to close out. <laughs> Give God some praise. Amen. Get it going. God is awesome. Thank you guys so much. Well, if you just give us just a couple of minutes. We have some people that want to respond, but they responded obviously as the Spirit usually works, as they delayed and delayed and delayed right to the very last second. So we're just going to hold on for a second if you are getting changed right now. But if you could hold us, we're, maybe we're in extra innings as a church, right? We went into a little overtime. And so we're going to have a couple more minutes as they wanted to do it tonight, but of course, right at the very end. So this is the way it's going to go. So one more reprise. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Well, we have something we want to celebrate today. This is my buddy Jason. 
right? Hello. All right, so <laughs> Jason, how long have you been coming here to Northview now? About a, a little over a year. Okay. Yeah. And more regularly since... Yeah, just like the last few months, I guess, yeah. doing the discovery class with Steve. Yes, absolutely. So. And can you tell us why you want to step forward tonight and do this, man? Well, it was like, um, oh, geez, put on the spot. Um, um, Literally. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess I've, I've, I've been very spiritual for about 15 years now. Um, had a, I, I got sober Amen. by the grace of God, you know, that was Amen. about 15 years ago. And my daughter, Hope, here introduced me to all of you. And um, I just, like the last few months, has just been, um, I don't know, I've just been praying in a different way, and um, I guess I was, how do I put it, like I was, I'll, I'll tell you a little story, I was in New York a few months ago for work, and in between my work hotel and my building, where there was a big church, like this amazing church built like 100 years ago, I had like this glass with Mary and all these, it was just amazing, and I was in there praying, and I came out, and I, I, I was... Um, I had like this weird talk inside my inside myself to like I had like this nervous feeling about a mole on my hand, so I went into the doctor and a few days ago I found out you know they removed that mole and another mole on my chest and um, I just it, one of them had cancer in it but they caught it like super early and so it's not a big deal but like it was just it wasn't the one I was worried about on my hand and it just I don't know like that experience going through that just really I don't know how to explain it it was just like I was. I was in a church, I was praying to Jesus, I, I've always just kind of prayed to God, you know, and I just, my life has changed, and I feel like over this last year, it's been a rough year, and there's been somebody protecting me, and I'm Amen. just ready to, Amen. you know, accept Amen. it's Jesus Christ. Amen. I don't know Amen. how else to say Amen. it. Amen. Amen. All right. You want to come up here? Then you step down into the deep end. You don't got anything in your no phones and pockets or anything else, right? We get all right. <laughs> Take these off. All right. <laughs> well, Jason, we are celebrating Christmas tonight. We're celebrating new life with you. And so, Jason, uh, do you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you commit to follow Him all the days of your life? Amen, man. Then in the name of the Father, I want to plug your nose if you need to going backwards. The Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. We baptize you, my brother. Let's go all the way down. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Awesome. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. We got one more coming up, so don't leave just yet. I'm going to step over here on the towel. There you go. Cool. Thanks. There you go, man. Thank you so much. Great to see you. Hope. And we got one more. All right. You can go this way out to the back to be able to. Change and get dry. Thanks. All right. And we got one more. All right. Do you want to introduce yeah, yourself? Yeah. And um, Hi, my name's Alicia. Um, my family started coming to Northview a few months ago. <laughs> I'm trying not to get emotional. <laughs> um, so I grew up a Christian. I was baptized as a newborn. Um, and so always kind of knew who Jesus was. Um, but it was kind of like a weekend casual thing. Um, and yeah, um, I, I guess in the last like six years, I've kind of been on more of a like healing, um, transformative journey of kind of, yeah, forming my like personal relationship with Jesus, really getting to know him. And yeah, he's been healing me. Um, and uh, it's, yeah, I've just been on this really um, challenging but good journey. Um, but yeah, I guess 
I guess faith stuff's always just, I've known about it. I've known about Jesus ever since I was little. It's always been in my head. Um, I didn't even get to, you know, act or move toward my baptism on my own. It was just done for me. And so um, I've thought about getting baptized again. And I would always just kind of think, well, you know, that already happened. I already did that. Um, But yeah, really recently I've been speaking with (laughs) God, um, having conversations with him about, yeah, things going from just being in my head to my heart and and action. So um, that's kind of what I was thinking about during the worship there is I probably should just um, do something. Um, And the baptism seemed like... Amen, (laughs) amen, amen. Mike, are you in the room? Does Mike want to come? Is Mike here? Or, sorry, Evan, Mike, Mike, I'm sorry, Evan. Yes, Evan, do you want to come over, man, with the family real quick? The whole family can come on down. All right, you want to climb up in? All right. <laughs> Amen. All right, good to see you, Evan. Good to see you, kids. We're celebrating with your mommy right now. New life in Jesus. All right, you can go ahead and take a seat right there. All right. And do you confess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? I do. And you want to live the rest of your life for him? Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you might want to plug your nose if you want to. We baptize you. Amen. All right. To celebrate. Amen. New life. All right. A little closer. All right. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, let's do one last prayer to Jesus. We just thank you that you are good. Your love endures forever. And on this Christmas Eve, Lord, as we celebrate Christ's Mass, Lord, a time to celebrate you, we also rejoice in new life and following you, going from the head to the heart to truly follow you. We lift those up tonight who have chosen to follow you, and not just, uh, uh, not just uh, Alicia, and, and, and not just Jason, and not just uh, Sky and those before, but all of those tonight who have made commitments to follow you, Lord, who did not come forward tonight, Lord. We pray, God, may you hold them in your hand and hold them in your heart, and may they be able to grow in knowing you and grow closer to you, Lord Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Now, before you walk away, just one thing. On your chairs is a, is a card that says on the back, well, on the front it says follow on the back, is a place. If tonight you made a decision to follow Christ, whether it be for the first time or to turn your life back around to him, we would love to follow up with you. And there's just a place for your name, a number, and just check the one box and say, I've chosen to follow Christ. You know, there's a number of here who didn't come forward, but if there, we would love to follow up with you, get you some resources, and be able to stand, by, by, stand with you in this journey and walk with you. Amen? All right. Thank you so much for coming. Merry Christmas. Hope to see you guys next week. All right.